Welcome everyone to the L7C podcast. The road to WrestleMania edition continues. Today we're going to be talking a whole bunch of wrestling from Elimination Chamber to New Japan to a whole bunch of things that have been going on in the world. We have the wrestling expert, Mr. Jacob Mason with us. How are you doing today, sir? Yeah, I am fantastic. We're back on another fun-filled adventure here on the L7C. Gonna talk some Elimination Chamber, Mania shit. Ah, oh, it's gonna be a good time. And we have the captain with us, Mr. Byron Mitchell. How are you doing today, sir? Oh, I am great. I just love that we're on the road to WrestleMania. It just makes the first couple of months of the year just that much better. That is true. That is true. It makes the beginning of the year a lot more fun as some sports dwindle down. And you're like, oh, what can I watch? Well, you can always go back to some wrestling. So before we get into the Elimination Chamber, we're going to start off with some New Japan. Byron uh, Mercedes, also known as Sasha Banks, she went in there in her first pay-per-view with them and not only won, but won the title. Yes, she did. She is now the second ever IWGP Women's Champion. Uh, she took that from Kyrie Sane. I didn't get to see the match, but on Twitter they were hyping it up as like one of the greatest matches um on that card so i'm just happy that she you know left wwe got to do what she wants and now she's i wgp's women's champion jacob what did you think of mercedes coming in and winning the title and now when you really look at her like wrestling resume there are very few who compare to her now yeah i mean it's Normally, I, I'm against like the brand new person coming in, taking the title off someone. But this is a special case considering they sold out the, it was the, I forget which arena it was in San Jose, but they sold that arena out. And they, the only match that was announced was Sasha versus Kyrie Saint. They sold it out on one match. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard not to give that title right off the rip to Sasha, especially when you're new to Japan. Yeah, it was stated here from Bleacher Report, like, in terms of, like, the American audience, this was the biggest women's match in the history of Japanese wrestling. You have a five-time Raw Women's Champ, one-time SmackDown Women's Champ, one-time NXT Champ in Mercedes, making her in-ring return against a one-time NXT Champ in Kyrie. So people who only follow them but don't really follow New Japan know them from their WWE thing. Like, this match was very um, successful for new japan and if you look at the people who were there obviously i mean bailey was there i mean that's been sasha's day one Mm -hmm. for the beginning um trinity aka naomi was there um tamina was there um apparently phil brooks was there i don't know why you were there like we're still waiting for an (laughs) apology but okay but it's kind of crazy now because if you really look at mercedes aka sasha's like resume now like She's won the major championship everywhere she's gone. Like, that is wild. Yeah, she's a big star. Um, I think it was like a interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin years ago where she said, basically, she said, I'm going to be the biggest ever, and she's proven it. Yeah, and she signed with also United Talent Agency. Jacob, I know you and I, especially for years, we always said that out of the four, Sasha would just be, she'd be the first to explore other options because she's good enough to explore other options. Yeah, she's good enough and she's certainly popular enough to do it. The the best thing that ever happened to her in her professional life was Mm -hmm. uh, getting on the Mandalorian. Yes. That was was Mm -hmm. all the best things that could have ever happened to her. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, once I I remember once we saw her on there, me and you were like, yeah, she's she's leaving soon. Yeah, but hey, she's she's killing it. She's doing good. So yeah, just point on my end. Kudos, kudos to her. I mean, eventually, maybe she'll be back in WWE. But as her star rises, her asking price rises because who knows where she shows up next? Yeah. Because she, on Twitter, she said she is a free agent, that she's not signed with NJPW, so she says she can go wherever 
she wants to go. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, anything else about this event, more Jacob, that you want to hit on before we go to the chamber? Oh, Jay White is officially out of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yes, he is. Where is he going? That's the question. Where does he go? Because he's had a... a, he, a shout out to Jay White mm-hmm. because on his way out, he put over uh, Heike Leo, which is Tomatonga's younger brother, mm-hmm. put him over uh, and then put over uh, Eddie Kingston in his last match. That's good shit. Like he didn't have to put over Heikaleo, but like he made it feel like that match with him was like it was a big deal. You had to watch, and you're like, oh shit! And then he lost to Eddie, and you're like, oh shit! All right, well this is happening. So where's that? Where's everyone think he's going? Is he going to WWE? Is he going to AEW? I think I feel like I I want to say AEW, but I'm but then I'm gonna be like to do what? Right. Yeah, I was gonna say I feel like AEW needs him more than WWE does. That's debatable. I I don't think AEW needs I don't I don't think so. I mean Byron, how many just real quick, Byron, how many like top male stars would you say WWE has? Maybe around ten. Jacob, how many do you think? Uh, like, like top dogs who could run the like the show, like yeah. old Dominion trap. Oh shit! Uh, three, four, five. I don't know. Ten seems like a good number. And how many do you think AEW has? Got Kenny. Got EVP. <laughs> uh. Oh god, how many people do we have here? So we got Kenny. Yep. We got mm-hmm. John Moxley. We got Adam Page. Mm-hmm. Uh, MJF. MJF. Yeah. MJF. Yeah. Obviously MJF. <laughs> Daniel Bryant or Bryan, Brian Brian Danielson. Danielson. Uh, Cesaro. I mean, you have Cesaro, but he's Ring of Honoring. I mean, he's doing both. Jericho. Yeah. Jericho, of course. Uh, Adam guys. Cole. Yeah, Adam Cole. I I mean, go ahead, Jacob. I was going to say, like, they, I don't think they have as many top ready to go run the company guys as AEW, but mm-hmm. I feel like their mid card status of guys you could elevate because, I mean, you do have Jungle Boy, you do have uh, Darby, you have Eddie Kingston. I mean, you can throw him in that conversation mm-hmm. too. You have, Mid card guys, I feel like there's a lot of mid card guys in AEW that can very easily be elevated to that top spot. Yeah, because I feel like now going forward, whenever you're deciding if where you want to go, it's like the age old question: What am I going to be doing there? Like, yep. Am I going to be fighting for mid card titles? And if you get to a certain status, I mean, like Jacob said, Jay White's at a certain status where it's like. You got to come in and you got to be instantly like in the main picture. Mm-hmm. He can't be a scrub. Exactly. And something else that's really like Jay White's already been on AEW a few times. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it would make more of an impact if he went to WWE. But at the same time, he's not. I feel like the casual WWE fan is not going to know Jay White like the AEW crowd would who's more yeah. the hardcore knows their knows the business type guys. So but like I said if he goes to AEW what the fuck are they gonna do? What are they gonna do with Jay White? Because I mean shit you have Alistair Black on that fucking roster and boy Dark or-, or not Dark Order uh House of Black ain't got really jack shit going on. They got more shit going on in the Indies than they do in their own company. Yeah, the only because the only time I could see him coming in is like he's after uh, MJF finishes a feud with somebody, he's the instant next contender, like right in there. But then you're like, well, you can't just have this guy beat MJF, so he's gonna lose his first feud. And it's like, 
I don't know. Like if we had this podcast in 2016, would we be having the same conversation about AJ Styles? Like about what the normal casual WWE crowd know AJ? Like, because obviously his biggest stuff was TNA and all that. But mm-hmm. when he showed up, he was well received. And obviously he's already caught, carved a Hall of Fame career in like six years. So. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think. Well, we've had this conversation years ago about AJ. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but when he debuted in the Rumble, wasn't that Rumble in Philadelphia? No, because it was the year after, because 15 was in Philadelphia. Yeah. It was 16 that he showed up at number three. All right. Because I know the crowd went nuts. Yes. I can yeah. actually, I'll look that up for you while we, um, Byron, what do you think? Would we have the same conversation about AJ? Hmm. I think pre WWE debut, I think we would have because, like you said, most of his stuff was in TNA and New Japan Pro Wrestling, and not a lot of the casual WWE fan knew who he was. But then again, when he debuted at number three, that pop was insane for a guy. It was in Orlando, Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah, whose indie stuff was well known. So maybe Jay White could get the same pop because it is a new age of wrestling than it was six, seven years ago. Uh, so real quick, just last thing on uh, Jay White, both you guys. So if he goes to AW, who would you want his first feud to be with? And if he goes to WWE, who would you want his first feud to be with? Ooh, mm. Ooh that's good. Fuck it. In AEW, I, I would love to see him feud with Adam Cole. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say that, too. I think Adam Cole would be fun to, to see. Mm-hmm. If he goes to WWE, I want to see him feud with Judgment. Day. I want to see him and Finn Balor. Ooh. Or him and AJ. I want to see Battle of the Bullet Clubs all over again. Okay, okay. Byron? AEW... I was going to say Adam Cole, too, but then I don't know who would be the babyface in that feud because they both play excellent heels. So that would be fun to see who they choose to be the babyface. Um, when I, you said WWE, the first one I thought of was Cody Rhodes. Okay. Okay. So me, I'll go WWE just because who I think they would do because this is what they would do with him now. I think it's going to be Indy Seth. I think it's always going to be Seth now for the foreseeable future. He's their most dependable hand. Mm -hmm. Um, AW. Because Jacob brought it up earlier, because this would get him back in the forefront. Malik Alistair Black. That would be a good match, too. But then who do you have win? Because I feel like you're in a low-lose. I think you're in a lose-lose situation there. Because goddamn House of Black has had it shitty. (laughs) <laughs> and you can't have them fucking lose again and That's again. True. And only put them on Rampage and don't put them on Dynamite. <laughs> that is Cody that is needs true. to figure his shit out. Yeah, I would have to I would have to think. Yeah, because you can't you can't have Jay lose the debut match, but then but they put on a match so good both of them win, even though one takes the pin. Oh, that could definitely happen. Mm-hmm. But storyline-wise, it doesn't make any sense. That, yeah. You have yeah. to build a really cool story behind it. Yeah. Oof, but, to... mm. but if you're going to do that, you also have to bring, bring House of Black back to uh, Revelance. That's mm-hmm. true. That's true. That's a good point. I'll have to think about that later on. Thing. Uh, going to Elimination Chamber, we have another pay-per-view under the Triple H regime, another pay-per-view that breaks... All-time gate, merchandise, and viewership records. So, that is, um, you know, just the Triple H thing. It's the first time in a while, like, this was in Montreal. The crowd was rabid. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of the environment of the Elimination Chamber and another pay-per-view where they broke all these records? The Triple H regime is just on fire. I love it. The crowd was hyped, especially during the main event, but they were hyped all throughout the night, and it was just a great environment to be in. I definitely would have loved to have been in that crowd. Jacob? Yeah, th- this crowd was possibly my favorite crowd in a long time. Like, I fucking love this crowd. I love the energy they were bringing. 
they were a whole nother just part of the entire show from you know especially in the men's elimination chamber and mm-hmm. in the main event and the post main event shit um yeah crowd was awesome we need to have more uh we need to get more more uh montreal quebec events happening if that crowd's mm-hmm. gonna bring energy every time i loved it that was good shit yeah because i believe money in the bank is overseas this year it's in england yeah, yeah england. In england so we'll see how that goes so just going through this card uh the women elimination chamber match started first i think we all suspected oscar would be in the final two was there any other woman you really thought could have won this match Liv. okay and like her performance in that chamber was amazing. That spot she did with um, Raquel Gonzalez, where she jumped off the top of the cell Jacob's and favorite wrestler. did a sun did a sunset <laughs> sunset flip power bomb with his chest, just amazing. Okay, Jacob. Yeah, Liv was the only other person you could have possibly seen win this, but everyone else there was no reason for anyone else to win this. Yeah, which was weird that. Even though she went out that two people put her in submissions and she didn't tap out. It was weird they had Liv out a little bit early because, I mean, when it came down to Carmella and Asuka, it was like, come on, man. That wasn't really. I know Carmella just came back, so you want to put her in a good spot, but come on now. Yeah, that was weird. But it made her look strong that it took two people to... She didn't even tap out. She passed out, so it made her look strong. But I definitely think she should have been in the final two. So then, Asuka wins. Asuka, now we have another match official, so we have three matches official now. Asuka versus Bianca Belair at WrestleMania for the women's title. I shared the picture. If you look at Bianca Belair's three WrestleMania, two, she was the challenger. This is her first time coming in as a champ. First, Sasha Banks. Now, Becky. Now, Asuka. That's a hell of a first three WrestleManias. And Bianca, all for the title. Like, she's always been for the title since she's won that Rumble. Oh, yeah. yeah. And those first two were bangers. So I know her and Oscar about to put on another banger in April. Jacob? I love it. I- I'm good with it. Because we got we got new, new Oscar. Mm-hmm. I'm calling her. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bianca always puts on a show. So... It's gonna be a banger of a match. I don't want to pay. I don't want to put any predictions because we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We still got a long way to go. (laughs) We still got a long way to go. Just shout out to Bianca. She gets there. It'd be a whole year as champ. She's already at three hundred something days. Obviously, her title reign is going under the radar days wise because there's someone else on the roster who is has has had some titles a lot longer than her. But (laughs) that's crazy that her first three matches are. Jacob, and I have to look at our list. Arguably, three of the top ten greatest women wrestlers ever that her first three WrestleManias have been against. Yeah. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. coming up against the best of the best. And she's doing a damn good job. I like how they swerved us, though, because obviously, especially the L7C, <laughs> it's been the four horsewomen and Asuka. And obviously, like, Bianca's elevated herself to be at a top stature. We like how mm-hmm. they, we're going to get you to that final boss of the four horsewomen. But first, we're going to have you fight the extra boss DLC. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to, <laughs> you got to go take on Asuka at WrestleMania first. Then when you beat her, we might get you to the final boss. That works. It works. Yeah. It works. Uh, next match you had on there. Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Um, Brock got DQ'd, hit him in the nuts because he couldn't get out of the hurt lock. Jacob, what is it about Bobby Lashley that Brock is really like working with him, putting him over? I I don't know. I I don't know. It's weird because like face Brock is always kind of fun. Mm-hmm. He's always been fun. So I think Brock does like putting people over. Yeah. And I think if he's committed to something and he's allowed to have fun with it, I think he's just going to do a great job and just, I don't know how else to phrase it. Like, I just think he's going to, 
He's going to do an amazing job at what he does because when he wants it, when he's doing something he likes, you can tell he actually puts in the effort. Yes. Oh, he doesn't like something. He's like, man, this is fucking dumb. Which we may get a WrestleMania if it's true because who the hell? Uh, someone said Vince has to be back because who thought Brock Lesnar versus Omos would be a good <laughs> WrestleMania match <laughs> if it comes true? That definitely is something out of Vince McMahon's mind because we all want Bobby versus Brock at WrestleMania. I want him in a fight finish. pit. Fight pit. Right. No DQ fight pit type match. We all want that, but only Vince would think, hey, let's do Omos versus Brock instead. <laughs> Well, Jacob, I, I don't, I don't want that. I don't even want that. I want Brock versus Gunther. Mm. Oh, yeah. Give me well, Brock versus Gunther. That's what I fucking want. Well, they announced today, actually, uh, an hour or so on Twitter, that they're going to be doing a battle royal at Madison Square Garden, and whoever wins that's going to face Gunther at WrestleMania. Mm. I don't know. I don't know who would be a besides Brock Lesnar. I don't know who else you would put against Gunther in a WrestleMania spot. Well, we know it ain't DX. <laughs> Xbox has got shin splints. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. That's something to ponder who you want to face him. But your guy, Bray, did say he gave a warning out to Bobby and Brock the, on SmackDown out of the blue. That's true. He said whoever wins is next. So we'll see. <laughs> You got triple threat at Mania? I mean, that's mm. always pretty standard. I mean, you have you have Bray beating the hell out of Bobby or Brock. I really re- like it's like, all right, you gotta take Bray super serious now. Yep. Mm-hmm. That that'd be a great way to put him over. Also, Uncle Howdy's just chilling out with him now. What the fuck's up with that? When do we find <laughs> out who he is? WrestleMania, SummerSlam. I don't know. I kind of like the idea of just leaving him in a mask at this point. Mm. Just leave, leave a mask on there. I don't even know who it is. I mean, we all pretty much can figure out it's Bo. Yep. But yeah, it's fine. Just leave the mask on. Let it ride. I got you. I got you. Uh, you had Edge and Beth Phoenix versus the Judgment Day. Uh, they call them the Grit Couple. Edge and Beth Phoenix win. Obviously protected the Royal Rumble winner, Rhea Ripley. She did not get pinned. Finn did. Any thoughts on that match? Man, that's just another fun match. The crowd was behind Edge because he's from Canada. But when they did the Shatter Machine, shout out to uh, the top guys. Uh, that was fun. I was like, oh, they're doing uh, tag team moves as a couple now. That's awesome. <laughs> I enjoyed the match. I thought it was great. Um, definitely the crowd was yelling, fuck you, Roman Chance during that match, which was awesome. <laughs> it's kind of crazy how she's gotten older, but Beth Phoenix's presence He's got no like when you see her on the screen, you're like, yeah, that's someone I don't want to mess with. Mm-hmm. Jacob, what do you think about your favorite guy, Dominic Mysterio's group against Edge? Hey, fucking dude, Dom, Dom's a fucking man right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's my boy right there. I'm so fucking proud of fucking Dom right now. But uh, honestly, I get if it, it was in Canada, but at the same time. I don't think Edge and fucking Beth Phoenix need to go over. I didn't like the fact they went over. I thought that was dumb. It's looking I, like their feud's not over, though. It's looking like we're going to get Edge and Balor at Mania. Yeah, that's the reason why I think they won. So we get Edge and Finn at WrestleMania. And someone on Twitter said it, if Rhea was to win at WrestleMania, her first feud should be against Beth Phoenix. I was like, hmm, interesting. Is Beth gonna want to stay longer, bro? She she got kids. I I don't know. I mean, <laughs> money talks. <laughs> well, that is uh, well. <laughs> she gotta feed them babies. <laughs> that's that's true. Then you go to the men's elimination chamber. To me personally, there was a lot of stars made in that match. Specifically, people who, if you didn't know Johnny, you saw Johnny, and a guy we've talked about on here, Montez Ford, like. There were some star-making moves and performances in that, but Theory won, not without some controversy. Again, Seth Rollins was right there, and we have Jacob's guy, Mr. Paul, Logan Paul, coming in there, hitting Seth, costing him the title. 
But overall, I do think this match was really good. I think everyone looks strong. Like Bronson Reed was the first person eliminated, but it took everyone's finishing move to take him out. So he's been presented really good. And Seth, like I said, most dependable person in WWE. It's it's look now it's it's him and Logan, and that's going to be something else. Jacob, what did you think about this men's elimination chamber and the performances that were put on? Dude, I, I, so first off, I'm so happy you brought up Bronson Reed. Wait, like you're going out, but like dude looked like a fucking monster in yes. there. Like you said, it took mm-hmm. everyone to get him out. First eliminated, but still looks like a tough motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. That's how it should be. Big boy, a lot of meat. Dude's doing his thing. Yep. I'm a fan. Um, I also have to say, I love the fucking spot where Johnny and Seth were just chilling on top of the chamber for like three seconds. Mm-hmm. Like that. I was mm-hmm. like, that's cool. You know, just two dads chilling out, like just hanging out. That's <laughs> a couple beers. And like, I can just watch that all day. Love that part. Uh, Montez Ford's spot. Where he climbed on top of the cage and like flipped the bat. Dude, mm-hmm. I seen that stuff and I'm like, oh God, is he going to like torpedo dive straight down? Mm-hmm. Like kick off the cage. I was like, oh God, please don't do that. You're going to kill yourself. Like, don't do it. Please don't. Please don't. And then yeah, he just belly flopped. And that's fine. We're good with that. Looked cool. It was a fun spot. Uh, everyone gets eliminated. Logan Paul comes out, takes out Seth. Logan Paul's talking shit the whole time. I love it. Give me the match at Mania. It's going to be a good match. I have no doubt. I'm very excited for it. The whole internet wrestling community is going to go on and say, like, God, Logan Paul is so much better than Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> Leave the man like, alone. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dom's going to get shit for this. I'm okay with that. Dom served a lot of time in jail, so, you know, he lost a little bit of an edge and gained a little, like, shankiness to him. It's all right. <laughs> oh, man. Byron, what'd you think? Man, I think this was a great match. It might have been my match of the night just because of the insane spots they did. Like you both said, Bronson Reed looked strong, took everyone's finisher to eliminate him, which is what you want to make someone look credible. That was good. Um, Back to Jacob's spot with the two dads chilling on top of the cell. After that, Johnny Gargano does a um, Hurricane Rana to Seth on a bunch of guys. I thought Johnny was about to die, but he survived. Mm-hmm. But that spot looked cool. The Montez spot looked cool. And then with just Montez selling is amazing. Like after he took that curb stop from Seth, like the whole crowd thought this dude was injured, but it was just to get Logan Paul in uh, the elimination chamber. But he sold that very very well he had a start making performance like everyone just looked amazing in that match austin theory won but man you either gotta put a title on montez or johnny gargano soon because very they look both impressive both would be very if they're depending on the others i would be very interested to see like odds if both of them are in the money in the bank because that match Mm -hmm. screams something both of them could really perform Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Next, we get to the main event. Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn. Obviously, Roman comes out. Crowd is booing. Sami comes out. Crowd's going crazy. I really had to, when we were watching it, I really had to sit and think, like, this championship atmosphere, home, like, I think it's up there for me personally as one of the best atmospheres that I've seen in like recent like the two that always will be my top two is Cena Rob Van Dam one night stand I don't think anyone beats mm-hmm. that crowd I really do not like that crowd was so good if I was there and Cena threw the shirt at me I would have threw it back one <laughs> knows what type of Cena stand I am I would have thrown it back because I would have been hyped in the emotions and obviously money in the bank Cena punk 2011 when i think of like crowds and then seeing sammy get the ovation he got and Mm -hmm. i even just entering i'm like okay this is gonna be this is gonna be a big match what do you guys think of like just the entrances man chills just like the crowd reaction it also makes me think of that um drew entrance at Mm -hmm. uh, clash of the castle 
because that crowd was raucous and behind him. So it had that big fight feel to it just off the entrances alone, which just made the match even that much better. Jacob, from a sports from the sports aspect of it, when you have a wrestling crowd that is into it, that's one of the best environment in sports, don't you think? 100%. There is nothing better than a crowd of wrestling fans that are up and at it and are wild and are just so into the match and so into the event. There is not a better feeling. You know, it's especially when you can experience that. I mean, I've never experienced a crowd that nuts. Yeah. God, that'd be mm-hmm. amazing. I don't the know if I'd be thing- here. <laughs> I'd be too into it. <laughs> right? Now, like, the one thing, like, me and you always say, Martin, we hate when the champion comes out first. Correct. Mm-hmm. Absolutely hate that. I love the fact that Corey Graves made a mention of that. I believe it was him. Or, it was him or Michael. I forget which one. But one of the commentators said this. Roman's out here so Sammy can see the absolute, what, uh, the absolute man he or the god he has to deal with when he comes down to the ring or something along those. That lines. was a really good spin on it. Mm-hmm. That, that was a nice nod of doing that, and way way to way to acknowledge. No, no pun intended, but way to acknowledge that. <laughs> and okay, I, I you you've sold me on it. I'm fine with that. And let's be real, the Sammy coming out, that pop was nuts, absolutely nuts. And you know how like special that like I felt for Sammy. Mm-hmm. I felt like so much joy for that guy because you can tell like yeah he you know I'm sure his WWE run hasn't been what he thought it was going to be. You know, from start to mm-hmm. where it's at yep. right now, but all the all the shit he's been through, man. Like he's main eventing a premium live event, and the crowd is the dude. the The guys just stood there for five minutes. Yes, mm-hmm. not to get yeah. out the entrance, but the dude just stood there for five minutes, and that crowd did not stop the energy. Yeah, it's kind of crazy too how. It, it's it's almost like a player coach thing because after the match, I know I'm skipping way ahead, but we're gonna come back to it. But like after the match, you see the pictures of like Sammy hugging Triple H and like mm-hmm. oh, when Triple H is in control, he knows how to fully harness Sammy Zayn. Mm-hmm. I, Vince never got it. Yeah, NXT days like being under Triple H's tutelage, like he had great matches and NXT, and then gets he was the guy. He was the guy. Yeah. Um, great match with uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, um, his call-up match to WWE, the main stage. But Vince just never knew how to use him right. <clears throat> so I'm glad that Triple H is back in charge and we can get NXT Sammy back. Yeah, because, Jacob, you brought up a great point. Besides his NXT run and now this Bloodline stuff, most of Sammy's main roster thing has been subpar. Maybe at best. Like, the biggest thing people remember was his debut during the U.S. Open Challenge, mm-hmm. where we're yeah, all like... Oh, he got like, injured during that. He got injured, still performed, Cena like, still lost, but put him over. As like a, We're like, oh, this is going to be... This is it. And then, obviously, he just surrounded, and now we have the bloodline, so... Yeah, his, his storyline, like, his, his run, literally, from the moment he got injured, it went to shit. I'll yeah. just go ahead mm-hmm. and say it. And, you know, for all the big indie fans out there, you know, the people who've seen, uh, he resembles a lot of El Generico. You guys know who he is. Mm-hmm. But they, they really they really have a lot of similarities, you could say. And mm-hmm. if you know El Generico, you know what he can do. And it's awesome to finally see Sammy come all the way around, you know, been from the start from the bottom. Now we're here. You know, it's good to see. It, may, yeah. it makes me happy. And when you even look at Sammy, obviously he's in shape, but he it's like the Daniel Bryan type effect. He's a normal guy. Mm-hmm. Like he's not like the souped up muscle bound people like a Roman, like a Lesnar, like a Lashley. Like you compare Sammy to them. He's a normal dude. And like Jacob said, when you see another normal dude have to scratch and claw all the way back, you resonate, you connect with the guy. Mm hmm. So, and then the match-wise, 
I, it was a good match, but I think personally, the in-ring psychology was the best part. Like, mm-hmm. I never knew what Sami Zayn's wife looked like. I don't even know if that was his real wife. It might not have been. But, <laughs> <laughs> but when they had her there and Roman talking shit to his mm-hmm. wife, like, I, and then Sammy giving a kiss to her, like, the in-ring psychology, man, was just out of this world. Yeah, they they work very well together. It was it was a good match. Um, but that like you said, the in-ring psychology was amazing. Like as soon as Sammy kissed his wife, like the crowd just went wild for it. It was it was very rock versus Hogan mm-hmm. at WrestleMania vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the match wasn't, you know, a five star, ten star match. Right. You know, but God, the, it was such a good match, though. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was at the edge, man. I was at the edge of my seat, like, watching. I never thought the result would be in doubt, but I was just sitting like, man, this is, as Jacob has quoted on this podcast, this is good shit. Like, I'm <laughs> like, oh, this is really good shit. You even have the parts, too, where the refs are down and. Obviously, mm-hmm. like uh, all that stuff and pinning each other, kicking out. The near falls were perfect, and then you have the parts too, where like when it's over, J- Jimmy coming, attacking, all that, and then you have when Jay comes because Roman's about to mm-hmm. hit him with the chair. Jay comes. You have the same situation. Roman gives Jay the chair to hit Sammy. Jay doesn't. He leaves. Like we still don't know what's going on with Jay. He he thought about hitting Roman for a yes, good, he did. But Roman turned like thirty quick seconds. He yep. turned quick compared to Royal Rumble because he was like, just in case, let me just turn real quick. Hit. Right. Yeah, Jay got thought about it, and then Roman got into his face, and I think either Jimmy accidentally kicked Jay, or somehow no, Sammy Jay tried got... to spear Roman and he speared right. Jay. Jay instead. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be a thing whenever they come face to face. And then you have another Canada's favorite son, KO, coming out to save Sammy, but he was actually doing it for himself because he still has beef with the bloodline. It was just as it he was should. Great. Yeah. Like it's hard to, like, they're doing real life stuff in these stories. Like, how quickly are you going to forgive someone who helped torment you? For all right. these months and all of that. Jacob, what did you think about like the Uso stuff, like the Jay stuff, Kevin coming out after? Because this is the first time we've seen Kevin after Roman almost tried to kill him <laughs> at the Royal Rumble. Uh, I, 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 I'm I, loving it. The way they're doing the storyline is really, really, really fucking thought out. And it's been done super well. It's great. I do kind of find it funny with Kevin, though. Because, uh, you know, the following night, seems like, oh, man, I want you to help me take down the bloodline. And it's like, dude, we all know how Kevin Owens works with tag teams. He always mm-hmm. fucks everyone over. <laughs> I love Kevin Owens. I would never want him as a tag team partner. Yep. Fuck that. <laughs> but at the same time, I totally want to see. Um, I, I love the tease. I, lo- I loved how they redid the Rumble thing like you guys talked about with the chair. Something was Jay. I, I love that. That's good shit. And man, there's not too much. There's there's literally nothing I can really complain about. Mm-hmm. This is goddamn Chef's kiss. Fucking beautiful. Well, we also forgot to talk about the uh, Paul Heyman spot and him getting in the ring and being oh, <laughs> trying to beat up that Kevin was- Owens. I was like, bro, that's not gonna go well for you. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was Paul actually my, my favorite part of that was when Paul Heyman's over there like, no, no, I don't, I really like you. I don't like Roman. I really <laughs> like you. <laughs> Paul Heyman just knows how to like just work his shit and just act like a slime ball manager. God, he's the fucking best at that. Yes, one hundred percent. Roman Wayne's does win. Now we're we're in territory. I don't think I'd ever thought I'd see in my adult life. Roman is 900 plus days as the universal champ of that part. So by the time he gets to WrestleMania, it's going to be 930, 940 ish. Yeah, I think 942 would be like the official number. Depends on which night he goes. Yeah. 
Oh, we we know what night. Yeah, second night. <laughs> True. <laughs> but now it's set. So now it's Roman. It's officially now uh, Roman Cody Universal World Heavyweight Championship. And even the way they're building this feud, Cody and Roman haven't even had a face to face yet because Roman's dealing with the Kevy Sam thing. Wait till we get that face to face. Yeah, the face-to-face between Cody and Paul Heyman have been amazing. They've been telling their story without Roman, which has been great. Paul Heyman is Paul Heyman, so he just does wonderful things, like on the Raw, where he's talking about, oh, don't you want to stay home with your wife and your kids? Like, oh, you know, I'm gonna, you thought I'm going to say something foul. I was like, how, if you win the championship, Roman will keep your wife warm at night. But Roman's a happily married man. I'm not. I was like, oh, Paul, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. And then to Jacob, because when we actually talk about for champions, like the real shit about it, Paul did say the real shit, Jacob, about like, hey, if you're champ, mm-hmm. it's not just a performance in the ring. You're going to have to you're providing almost everyone's paycheck with the gates and all that and all that stuff. So, Jacob, how do you feel about Paul being like legit? That's what the champ does. I liked it. Bring that realism to it, boys. I fucking mm-hmm. love it. You know, all, I'm all about it. Let it let it ride. Paul Heyman knows what he's doing. Once again, he don't need notes. He knows what he's doing with his neck brace mm-hmm. on that he had from Saturday. I do like how when he talks, I'm like, damn, Roman just randomly just gives you these belts to just walk around with. Like, right. <laughs> I'm like, all right, man. But so far, WrestleMania confirmed, confirmed. We got Rhea and Charlotte. Rhea's going to have a face to face with her this Friday. We got Cody mm-hmm. Roman. We got Bianca Asuka. Three hell matches that are going to be nuts. Uh, I, I don't know who's going to main event night one. That, yeah. I don't know. Rock. Oh come on. <laughs> I mean, I'm a he's not rock, but I can make the case because he is coming back March 6th. I can make the case they do Cena Theory, and that's the main event of night one because it's John Cena. Mm, I can make true. the case. I honestly think you have to have Rhea fucking I do. Well, if, if yeah, she I think wins. True. I can't have her main event, then she loses again, dude. Nah, I can't. If we're going to do it, we got to do it. Cena would be a great opener for night one. Yeah. Start off, Mm -hmm. Cena's music coming out. That's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it's weird because we already know. I'm already saying Cena's going to lose because he's not going to win the U.S. title from Austin Theory. True. I think he would put Theory over. Uh, He will. I mean, he has nothing. Like, obviously, when he shows up, the Revenue and all that stuff just goes through the roof. He has nothing to prove. Right. So unless he comes back for like what Edge is doing, like a quasi full-time run, but he, he's too he's too he's in too much shit. Yeah. So uh, but that match will be confirmed soon. Seth and Logan's gonna be confirmed soon. Gunter and someone else is gonna be confirmed soon. We're already mm-hmm. going to say Kevin and Sammy versus the Usos for the titles are going to be confirmed soon. Like, mm-hmm. once we really start getting these things confirmed and a Finn Edge, if it's really mm-hmm. Brood Edge versus Demon Balor, I don't know where the hell you put that on the card. Fuck, I'd be sick. Night two, I would assume. Well, uh, you I, want I, night two to be good because you hate night two. Well, that would be a good match. Be I, oh, two. I agree, but you know, night two has <laughs> been asked. I know. <laughs> I know these things. Like these are also we we're having feeling like they're coming, but there's a lot of matches like when this card's fully booked, I cannot wait until we do the preview episode because there's a lot that could swing different ways. Mm-hmm. Like, are we gonna be for the first time on this podcast since we've been created saying Roman is going to lose a pay-per-view match? That's for that's for a thing, but that will this podcast say it for the first time? Since its creation. I, I don't know, because if Roman, theoretically, mm-hmm. hypothetically, if Roman wins, 
He's going on to a thousand plus days. One hundred percent. So, and honestly, I fucking I because I a year, two years ago, three years ago, I would have never said these words out of my mouth. But God, Roman's been a fucking phenomenal champion. Yes, he has. He's been the best full-time, part-timer I've ever fucking seen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he invented it. uh, He knows what he's doing. Like, I'm tuned in. I got to see what's happening. Like, part of of me is like, you know what? Good for you, Roman. Get get the thousand. Mm -hmm. Get the thousand, dude. Go go do your thing. But the other time, like, man, fuck that. Cody, go get the... Like, like Cody said, man, finish. He's got to finish the job, finish the story. But Roman's not going to let some dude come out the blue and take him out. That's going to be a really good match. I can't wait. And also, I mean, WWE is using the uh, those stuff like the animated whatever stuff for the intros for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Those graphics. graphics. It's yeah. great to have those back. They should have never went away. Well, I I don't know what to tell you there. But, (laughs) like, just looking at Roman Reigns' title defenses, like, the people he's beaten, just this is his whole pay-per-view, like, all his title defenses, so bear with me. Jey Uso, Braun Strowman, Jey Uso, Kevin Owens three straight times, Daniel Bryan twice in a row, then Daniel and Edge, Daniel Bryan against Cesaro, Rey Mysterio, Edge, John Cena, Finn Balor, Finn Balor, Demon, Brock Lesnar, Sami Zayn on SmackDown, Seth Rollins, the Royal Rumble, Goldberg, Brock, Riddle, Brock, Drew, Logan, Kevin, Sammy. Those are all of his title defenses since becoming, and it all started his first title defense, Clash of Champions, Jey Uso, 2020. That was a good match. His, all his matches have been great. Like Oh, all the title defenses. turning yes. heel was the best thing for his career. Oh yeah, one like even just looking, he's like, eh, some matches may be better than the others, but there's no real bad match. I even forgot looking at this thing that Cesaro in 2021. We thought that was good. We were like, oh, Cesaro's got a new contract. Surely he's gonna. Nope. <laughs> nope. They played us. <laughs> like it, it's it's been crazy. So we'll see what he does. But just some quick quick things. Obviously, just going back to Asuka, Asuka's the first and only woman to have won Money in the Bank, Royal Rumble, and the Elimination Chamber. The only other woman who's close is Bailey. She's never won Royal Rumble. Uh, Jacob shared Chris Jericho's filing a trademark for Jericho's show. So that is really cool on that. On a more serious note, the Briscoe children appear to be out of the hospital. But on the road to full recovery. So that is really good. Our uh, L7C goes out to the family and all that stuff. Um, We joke about her, but it was the anniversary of that little, you know, build your own women's thing with the money. Uh, <laughs> six Royal Rumble matches. There's been four women who've been in all of them. Liv, Dana, Natalia, and Tamina. Um. What about the, uh, I share this thing too, real quick. Uh, Undertaker, uh, talking about, because you know he's allowed to do stuff now. He's like, the fan base in general, they're more concerned about what's happening behind the scenes, not what's going on in the ring. They want the dirt, like everything else in our society is all social media driven. How do you guys feel about Taker? Obviously, this is the GOAT, and anytime he speaks, everyone listens. Yeah. And he he did say some stuff like he hates some like when people break kayfabe on social media. Obviously, we just talked about Cody. When Cody was Stardust, he was Stardust full time. Mm-hmm. And like, there's some people who still do that stuff. But how do you guys feel about like one? It's weird having Taker do interviews. But how did you guys feel with like Taker's comments? First off, I I love Taker's interviews because that man is a plethora. Mm-hmm. of information mm-hmm. and uh but no he's 100 completely right yeah it's social media driven i mean look at us we're doing a podcast and we're all <laughs> going to be posting it on social media yeah. and if one of us doesn't 
someone will call them out on the group chat and be like, hey. But <laughs> <laughs> I was saying with us, we right. do it's we care guy. about we care about the ring shit though. We actually care of like if your match is ass. Yeah. Yeah. But like he's not no, he's completely right. And that's just just the nature of the beast. Yeah. But if you get over in this era, you're over as fuck. Yes. Agreed. If you can make something believable, you're over. Tommaso Ciampa is the best example of that because, good God, mm. nuclear heat out the ass in NXT. Mm-hmm. Easiest thing I can think of right there. Fuck everyone. I, I miss him, man. Woo. Can I imagine if Cody does do it? Can you imagine him versus a heel Ciampa for like one of his first feuds? Ooh. Don't make it one of his really first. good. Just make it towards the end of a feud. Make it towards the end. I want to see Ciampa come back and lose. Mm. I'll see Champa come back and be an absolute killer. Yeah. Right. Right. Byron, what do you think? I mean, I agree. Definitely 100% social media based. Um, it's just the nature of beast. Like Jacob said, like the world is changing where more and more social media apps are readily available to the fans. And of course, the wrestlers, you know, have their own outside personal life. So, of course, they're going to post it on social media. So, I get what he's saying. Kayfabe is not 100% dead, but it's it's going that way. Yeah. And I also like real quick to just looking through because, man, we share a lot of wrestling stuff within a month. But I like how Seth Rollins, he was doing interviews. And when they talk about Mount Rushmore, I like how Seth divided it. Like he's mm-hmm. like the Mount Rushmore of drawing money are these four people. The Mount Rushmore of technical in-ring wrestling are these four people. I like how he did that because wrestling at Mount Rushmore is hard. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You're putting only four, but I really like how Seth did it. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's a really good way of doing the Mount Rushmore because there's so many different aspects of wrestling. It's just hard to lump like a Mount Rushmore of people who cover all of those aspects. So I like the way he did it. Jacob? Yeah, I, I, I like that. I, I, I am a fan, but at the same time, like you're still going to have your who's the fucking Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're still mm-hmm. going to have that. And it's still always going to be extremely debated and no one's ever going to 100% completely agree with you. It's never going to happen. It never will. Yep. And I kind of like it that way. Fair enough, mm-hmm. fair enough. I agree. I agree. Um, Jacob, back to you, because this was shared on the 15th. Man, what the heck? We need to one day really get the full rundown of what the hell Thunder Rosa was doing when she was champ backstage. Because God, that I know we talked about it a long time ago if the heat was real or not, but this shit was real. It was very real. Um, I don't, I don't know, and I'm kind of shocked it hasn't completely come out what all she fucking did. Mm-hmm. Because AEW is way more freed up on like what they say and what they do, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm kind of we were cheered for her to win the title when she first did. We're like, all right, it's time to beat Britt. Yeah. Yeah. And well, that didn't work out too well. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Then the title went to Tony, and then they had real beef. And they're like, Yeah, Tony, you're 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 not it anymore. You're not Tony time. Time to take it off you. Yeah, fucking that that was the worst title reign ever. That was was it worse than fucking Legitimately, when you think about it, what was worse, Thunder Rosa's title reign or Tony Storm's title reign? Well, the thing with Thunder, we didn't know it was really that bad till the end, like backstage. At least she was. But then there was times there's like, dude, you're the champ. Why are you on at 8 p.m.? And why is Britt Baker closing <laughs> the show? True. It's a great question. I ain't got the answers, but boy, fucking Tony Khan has been getting it just absolutely fucking beaten down recently yeah, he's going against your guy now what the hell is going on with that my guy which guy mma guy oh, oh ariel ariel, yeah, ariel. yeah. <laughs> like out of all people ariel well so what i never actually watched the interview i've just seen like Neither all the it was basically ariel was asking him questions and like Tony Khan just kept dancing around all of them and be like, oh, yeah, we're like AEW. Watch us on like TNT. Uh, Tony called Ariel a fraud because 
Ariel was at, live at the SmackDown this Friday before uh, Money, not Money in the Bank, I'm sorry, Elimination Chamber. And then, like, Ariel is there tweeting, saying, thanks for watching, old friend. Can't wait for our next chat. Also, don't listen. You're a legend in my book. Tony Khan says, good luck with the unbiased journalism. So, like, take it a dig at to- uh, Ariel saying... He's not a journalist. <laughs> and then, so did he say he's not a journalist because he went to a WWE show? Because wouldn't that make him more unbiased if he's taking in both wrestling products? That's where I'm confused. Though. It's weird because Ariel's talking about it on his show, so it's real. Yeah. Go ahead, Jacob. Yeah, it all stems off of the the initial interview that. Tony had with Ariel on his show. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if Tony got butt hurt or what the fuck happened, but someone got fucking pissy. And I think Ariel called him out like, yeah, like you didn't answer like really any of the fucking questions. Yes. Yeah, that was bad. And Tony got pissy about Ariel got pissy and Tony and then Tony got pissy because Ariel was pissy. Mm-hmm. And then WWE just just threw some gasoline on the fire with Michael Cole, which oh yeah he did hilarious <laughs> like the most unbiased wonderful journalist Ariel Hawani over here and I'm like <laughs> hey they got Ariel to do the voiceover for Sammy's thing mm-hmm. for and I'm like and he's I mean Ariel's he's very successful in what he does and like he does the stuff for Bleacher Report where he's doing like those real in depth interviews with Mm -hmm. wrestlers and all that which i do enjoy like jacob said anytime you can get the real insight it's really good but tony i just i think tony is always bored when he's not in a feud (laughs) if he's not in a feud or his company's on fire going to hell he's bored yeah I, i i don't know i feel like fucking tony is like very fucking ego fragile Like. The dude, like, I don't think you can take constructive criticism that fucking well. At least that's just how it shows from, like, outside in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe he's yeah. just the fucking most swell guy ever, and he's a fucking genius. I don't know. He has more money than me. That is so, true. obviously, he's doing something <laughs> better. I mean, Byron shared that thing where Tony's like, yeah, we have all these AEW wrestlers coming up to me saying WWE trying to get them to breach their contract. And come, yeah, we're at war with them. I was like, I thought we were done with that. I, I don't know, dude. I feel like, like Jacob said, Tony is so butthurt when he gets constructive criticism that he has to take a dig at everyone around him. Like, bro, just fix your company, dude. That's all people want. <laughs> and the, the people are doing fine. Is just me with Tony. With all the stuff he said before, I was like, all right, whatever. The thing that really brought it to me is how he handled the punk situation. That was terrible. Like, that was mm-hmm. really, really bad. And ever since then, everyone's like, does he really know what he's doing? Like, mm-hmm. and obviously, like, Cody was on Ariel show talking about, like, hey, when you heard about the situation, what did you think? And he's like, it hurt me, man, because that's not the stuff that we built over there. Mm-hmm. He said that wasn't our was it, end goal or like our vision. Mm-hmm. So like when Punk did his stuff, it just hurt him because it wasn't part of the original AEW vision. I was like, damn. And I mean, you know, I always hate that situation because we didn't get Punk MJF for the title. Like that, that's to this day. Still <laughs> piss. <laughs> still piss. We'll always still be pissed. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and people say, like, "Oh, maybe he should come back." I was like, "And do what?" I mean, like he said, he's old, tired, and he works with fucking children. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it makes me laugh of, of the meme of it's CM Punk like when he first came to AEW. Goes, if I had this this locker room when I first started, I'd be so much farther in my career. I'd be mm-hmm. so lucky to have these mm-hmm. people when I first started three months into your job. Man, fuck these people when I work with children. 
Mm-hmm. I can't believe Adam Page was the one who, like, he's the one who really set Punk off, and then the EVP stuff. Mm-hmm. Dude. The fact Tony didn't just fucking cut that shit right yes! off. Yes! Are you looking lost? People <laughs> said it back in the podcast when we covered this shit. God, I would have killed to see Vince McMahon in that situation if he was in Tony's shoes. Mm-hmm. Vince would be like, nah, fuck this. I mean, cut the, cut the, cut the air. <laughs> We're done here. Well, we have a quieter period post WrestleMania, man. There might be one time on the podcast we rewatch the thing all together and say what we would have done at certain points. Oh, that would be great. Dude, that'd be that'd be a good get together live mm-hmm. fun podcast. My God, help us. Uh, Byron, our, the L7C zone, Bianca Belair stated that Bailey is the most underrated of the four horsewomen. She does not get the credit she deserves. How do you feel about that? I agree. Like, people usually talk about Sasha, Becky, and Charlotte. But they really don't mention Bailey like, in the top conversations. So I agree with Bianca. Uh, Jacob? I, I'd agree with that statement. I mean, it perf- yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd agree with that. Bailey's in a weird, it's interesting too, because like, obviously since Becky became the man, I always felt like Becky and Bailey were in the same situation. Mm-hmm. Neither of them are as athletic as Charlotte. That's just no, mm-hmm. but neither of them have like the in-ring stuff like Sasha. Mm-hmm. So they were like, just both like in the middle. Obviously, Bailey had like the huggers and all of that, and Becky was the last kicker until they both went a whole different thing with the man. And when Bailey turned heel, it made them both like really stick out. Because mm-hmm. I remember when Bailey and uh, Becky were having that like their little feud a couple weeks ago, and they're both just ha- they're basically having a pissing contest. Were you a Grand Slam champ? Oh, did you main event in WrestleMania? Did you win the Royal Rumble? Did you win Money in the Bank? And then you're sitting here like, God damn, both of these people have actually done a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's it's weird because like, especially at the beginning of when they first came, because the only two who are wrestling winning was Charlotte and Sasha. They were trading the title literally back and forth. Like every other week, it pissed me off. Like, dude, just... Pick someone to carry the championship. It'd be Damn. weird. Sasha would win it on Raw, then lose it on the pay-per-view. Right. <laughs> but Maxes and Sasha losing the title. Yeah, I mean, uh, that was a thing. That was a thing. We'll see if it continues in New Japan. Uh, Jacob, I don't know if you know this, but Byron, oh, you do know this. Byron agreed with Charlotte Flair for once. I did, because she, she finally spoke some truth. <laughs> she does not want the titles to be unified because... That would give less opportunities to the other women on the card, which is agreed. But, you know, you could have said this back then when they're like, hey, we want you to win, beat Oscar for no reason and then lose them both to bed. <laughs> but it's OK. You learn when you get older. That is true. <laughs> She's more mature now. <laughs> yeah, you're more mature now. So you learn when uh, you get older. And just last thing, too, uh, for Black History Month, obviously, you got Athena, a.k.a. Amber Moon. Ring of Honor champ, obviously Mercedes, IWGP champ, JTBS champ, and Bianca Raw Women's champ. So you got four African-American women holding it down. So shout outs to them. But guys, next time we're back, is it WrestleMania preview episode? Unless something big happens between now and then, yeah, the next episode will be the WrestleMania preview where we get officially get matches and Talk about what's going down at the biggest show of shows. Jacob, man, how do you feel about that? That the next pod is the WrestleMania preview. I feel weird about it. Like I genuinely do. Like, because I feel like, dude, we gotta get like six more podcasts out before Mania. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like, dude, we have to get so much out. It's like, wait, what else is there? Like I think we come back and what if we find out Stone Cold's gonna wrestle again? Hmm. I gotta come back was... before. Oh, 100 yeah. percent That cool's come back. That'd be great. Um, that is a rumor. I don't uh, see it happening. I don't either. I think the Kevin thing was that's where it's done, but I don't know. Uh Jacob, your favorite football league XFL started though. Do you know your guy, The Rock, was at every game? Yeah. 
Yeah. Crazy. Like I always say, he can go to anything but WWE. I mean, (laughs) he's hosting the Grammys, which would have been night two of WrestleMania. You can't tell me you couldn't have done night fucking one. (laughs) (laughs) He said shit. (laughs) Jacob, I told you, when he didn't show up for his 25th summer Survivor Series anniversary, that man was not showing up at WrestleMania. (laughs) You know what? I was, I think uh, Justin mm-hmm. might have called it out the best. He doesn't care. Uh, I had a two year prediction. It might have been a shitty prediction, but I, damn it, I was holding on to it. That's true. That's true. So, That's true. Listen, it's like, hey, man, you keep losing at blackjack. Fuck, you just got to keep playing. Eventually, you're going to win something. Like, we're, we're just, keep going. Keep going. True. So, that's what it is. That's true. That's true. It's just kind of, it's just, it always just cracks me up that he's literally everywhere but the company that got him to start. Mm-hmm. Especially on XFL. It's like, dude, so you're flying every game the whole weekend, talking in every game with your number 54 jersey, where the whole, <laughs> where they canceled that whole bloodline. I know, I know in my heart they canceled that segment because Rock said, I ain't coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. That was pretty much a nail in the coffin. Like, I know in my heart, they were hyped. They're like, every member of the dynasty is going to be there. And we were like, this is it. Dwayne. Nope. It changed to the trial of Sami Zayn. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's crazy. But besides, all right. anything else, guys, before we close? Well, I can't think of there. Fucking next one's WrestleMania preview. How about that? Yeah, we're going to. It's going to be interesting once we have this full card. but. With that being said, thank you everyone for listening to the L7C podcast. Make sure you like, rate, comment, subscribe. We're on the road to some new milestones in the L7C. We're going to need your guys' help to get there. So please listen, tell your friends about us, tell your coworkers if they're into wrestling. I mean, these are, I can always say our WrestleMania road, road to WrestleMania podcasts are always some of the best ones we do. So be on the lookout for the WrestleMania preview. I'm sure we're all going to not pick the same people to win. We're all going to have different reasons, but that's why it's great. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the L7C Podcast. Signing out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.